We've been talking about choosing joy. And by the way, you can actually find today's notes in version. You go to version, go into the events under the more, and then you can save your, your notes, our notes here, off of the events. You'll click on Thrive Community Church. You want to save the notes, though, in version because they won't be there tomorrow morning when you try to wake up and do some devotion time. But I want you to actually, I'm going to give you a lot of, of Hebrew words, and I want you to personally go and study them and where they're at in the Bible today, because we're talking, we're talking about something that maybe some of you wrestle with, and that's okay. Maybe you struggled with it in the past, or and maybe you just think, well, whoa, I'm coming here for the first time. These, I don't know what's up with these people. They, I saw the way they worship. There's something weird going on. Well, we, we just try to follow the Word of God, and it seems to be weird from time to time, but it's, it's the Word of God. You know, so we're just going to do that. It's just, he, blesses the, he blesses His Word. So uh, you can also listen to our podcast. You can re-listen to this, re-listen to this, re-listen to this, and, and, and then watch it on Facebook Live, re-watch it on Facebook Live, etc. And I love Facebook Live. I really do, but... I really feel like to get this energy, to get this, this feeling with one another, we just got to be able to, if you can get to church, we need to be in the church, sitting with others and feeling the love and the joy and the, the praise, that's the energy of praise. We're going to talk about praise today. We, and it was our last of the series, Choose Joy. And you really got to choose joy. <coughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. wake up in the morning and you're like, are you going to bed at night? And you, it just don't feel, it don't feel joy. Yeah. It just doesn't happen like that most often. Now, you may watch some meme on, uh, on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, and you may laugh. But there's a difference between laughter and joy, like truly feeling that deep down joy. And so you gotta, you got to choose that. And so we talked about, we've been talking about how to choose. What, what can you do to make choices that you can show, I'm choosing joy, I'm going to do these things. And the first thing we talked about, prayer. You can choose to pray. You can choose yeah. to have a more intimate prayer life. Yes. You can choose to spend time with the Lord. You can yes. choose to try to hear from Him. You can choose to yes. engage Him. Then, then uh, Allie, uh, the, the, the fun pastor, talked about, <laughs> talked about purity. Talked about purity because getting rid of sin in your life. And sin kills your joy. You yeah. can't be guilty and happy at the same time. Wow. We're giving you all kind of barometers on helping to navigate. Well, why don't I have joy in my life? Well, let me give you some stuff. Purity. Prayer. And then Pastor Kevin came in. He was all talking about purpose. It was all about purpose. And I saw him. I don't know what he was going to do with that pole. He was holding on to the pole. And uh, that's a little charismatic. Pole dancing has not become a thing in the church yet. And I haven't found a Hebrew or a Greek word for that. But goodness. I'm open to revelation. I want to make sure I can found it in the word of God. So, I'm looking. Uh, so. Thoughts go. Thoughts go. I got all kinds of jokes coming. Here, so. Jesus. This is a good time to pray. I just thank you so much. Help us choose joy today. Help us have fun in your presence. And thank you so much for, for just leading, just answering. We praised you. You responded. We, we entered into the holiest of holies. We worshiped you. Father, I just feel changed. I just feel free when I'm with my brothers and sisters. And I can just rejoice in you. And I just thank you for that. So help us to rejoice today. Father, what's challenging to us, uh, let, let, let the eyes be opened. And, and the spirit of death and dumbness just to fall. And let there be a spirit of wisdom and revelation that thrusts us into the more with you. And it's all about you. It's not about us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And we're talking about praise today. 
And I, I tell you that when you do a prepare, prepare for a message, and I hope at a, some point in your life and points in your life you get to prepare a message because God just begins to stir some yeah. stuff inside of you. And I'm telling you, he begins to give you new revelation, new revelation about what he wants to do in you and through you. And he's got to work on you first. He's really got to, got to do some work on you first. But then, you know, there's times that you've been doing things. And then you're doing them with the what? But you don't quite understand the why behind it. But then all of a sudden, when God puts you in a place where he's the one, he wants you to talk about it, tell about it, teach about it, you start discovering all these whys behind it, and it just revives you. And you come to let that, that refreshing, the living water just begins to pour in and through you. And that's the beauty of it. That, that, that really is the beauty of being able to be here before you. But we're talking about praise today because you really got to put on your praise. And Paul will have the best the best situation to be able to explain this to us, because in 2 Corinthians 6, he says, I'm sorrowful, yet I'm always rejoicing. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, yet, I'm making people poor, I'm poor, but yet I'm making people rich. I, I have nothing, yet I possess everything. I mean, where was he? Where, where was he? Was he physically and spiritually and mentally when he was able to say these things? Isaiah 61.3, speaking of Jesus, says this, he came, to, he came to give us, to give them, that's us, the oil of joy for mourning. And I don't know if you believe it or not, but I'm here to tell you, the level of evil has escalated in our generation. Yes. It is just rampant right now, and there is a ton of things going on around the world. There's at least nine, nine nations that are in uproar right now. Honduras has been one of them. Chile has been one of them. Romania, there's Iraq, there's Serbia, there's Hong Kong. And all these nations are having people just in uproar about, about chaos. They're really they're tired of they're tired of all the oppression. And so there's this uprising of young people. This is high school and college people that are uprising in these nations. They're burning buildings down. They're, they're setting things on fire. They're tired of it. They're tired of it. And so all this for us, what does it point to? Well, Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. There's, why have fear? We, even in, in, in Honduras, while we were there, there's, we drove all over the country, literally, and everywhere we saw these tires where tires had been burned in the highways, keeping people from traveling around because the president's brother was arrested. He was a, he was a, he was a drug lord. So he got arrested in the United States, and he got convicted this week while we were there. Great. Everybody's in uproar. Great. The Lord is coming. Why are, why are we sad about things? Great. It points to one thing. Great. Why are we here? But I'm telling you, with suicide, depression, anxiety medication, at the levels that all of this is that, evil is just trying to escalate all it can because there is a spirit of heaviness that is at work, and it's at work against the church, but it's at, at work globally. Yes. And it's trying to control the church and I think we're going to see some, well, some, some things. Well, wait a minute. Maybe I need to put on the garment of praise because that's what 61.3 says. It's the garment of praise that he gave us for the spirit of heaviness. And, and like Kevin, I can relate because I know what it means to be, be under that oppression of the spirit of heaviness. There was a time in my life where I couldn't even turn on lights in my own house. And I just sat on the couch with all these negative thoughts running through my mind because my whole world that I had created that I thought was the right way of doing things because it was my way, I really, what I found out later is I had made myself Lord of my life and when everything that was had fractions and, and infractions upon it came crumbling, guess who it crumbles on? It crumbles on the Lord of your life and I was He. Yeah. 
<laughs> Therefore, it crumbled on me. Yeah. It needed to be a, a rhyme, but... And so there I am. Nobody's calling on me. Nobody's checking on me. I distanced myself from so-called friends anyway, and I needed them because I just needed somebody to check on me. I, I know what depression sounds like, feels like, looks like. I know what that darkness looks like. But I also know at some point I'm going to have to make a decision. Yes. At some point I'm going to have to find something that's foundational, something that's truly real, something that is outside of myself so that I can really begin to pull myself out of this situation. I'm going to have to make some decisions. And that's that's where we're at. That's where we're all at. And if you've been suffering or struggling with any of these things or anything that I didn't name, I'm telling you right now, you're going to have to make a choice. Yeah. You're, going to have to, you're going to have to decide. There's choices. You've got the oil of joy. It's a, it's a promise to you. The garment of praise. It's a promise that's been given to you. But you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to decide within so that you can begin to live outward. You're going to have to make this choice. You can choose. It's in your closet. It's hanging up in your closet. And you, walk, you look past it every morning because you're, you're worried about your problems, your anxieties, your stressors. And you're looking all past this garment of praise. But that garment of praise is in your closet if you're in Christ Jesus. He's given you the oil of joy. He's given you the garment of praise. You've got to actively take this thing out, wrap it around your arms, and put that garment of praise on and begin to use it. It's a choice. You've got it. He's given it to you. You're in Christ Jesus. Now you've got to make some choices. You've got to make some decisions. And you might think, well, well, I don't feel like worshiping that song. You better put on that, so that, you better put on that garment of praise. It's not about you. It's not about that song. Yeah. You, don't, you don't shout for joy because, because you feel like it. You shout for joy because he is good. You don't shout for joy because, well, I just, maybe I'm just feeling it right now. No, you show him. It's to show him that you truly believe that he is good. Yeah. It's about Him anyway. You're trying to elevate yourself to get to a place where now if I put on that garment of praise, I'm no longer thinking about this whole, all these suits of my drama and my problems. And through praise, I'm going to elevate myself through the problems. And this is really good. You'll never get your breakthrough waiting for God to break through your unwillingness. It is a willingness to put on that garment of praise. It is an unwillingness to not put on that garment of praise. It is your choice to choose joy. It is your choice to put on that garment of praise and say, I don't care what's going on in my life. I'm about to praise me some Jesus right about now. I've got to get out of this darkness, this gloom, this dark house, this situation that is shades. I'm about to open these shades and let some light come into my life. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. You don't just come in and worship. And a lot of us miss it because we're out there drinking coffee during that first song. <laughs> <laughs> and you enter in and everybody's like, hallelujah. And you're just like, well, how, come I can't, how come I just can't press in? How come that message just falls flat on me? I know I'm giving the word strong with you. I know I'm It's just nice. I'm just not getting fed there. You're not pressing in on that first song because we come in. Nothing is impossible with you. Nothing is impossible. You come in, man, life is just impossible right now. No. Quit tripping coffee out there. It's not the coffee and the caffeine that's going to wake you up. Believe me, I try. It's not going to wake you up. It's coming in during the, the first worship song. Being here on time and saying, I'm coming in to praise me from Jesus. Because you enter his courts with your gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Then we get to get into the holiest of holies. And then we start to worship him. Then he starts to 
starts to speak into me and, and position me and, and change my heart, change my soul, change my thinking. Because I've declared, I've sung declarations over my problems through praise. I put on the garment of praise. I put down the coffee because they were starting the praise and I need some praise. Man, I love coffee. I love coffee. Psalms 94, 95, 1, 2 says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving. Don't come in planning. We come in thanking Him for all He has done. Remembering His testimonies. We come in praising, shouting, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I don't feel like it. I don't care. Hallelujah! And then we start to come down. Once we've entered in, once we, once we got above our problems, and now we can see that ain't really a big problem anyway. I don't know what I was tripping over. Now we can go up here in this place and start, oh, thank you, Lord. I don't really have any problems. This slows down. We start to lean into worship. We get a little bit more humble because we realize he's fixing it all anyway. Psalms 95, 6 says this. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture. Well, he's a good shepherd. And he's already taking care of us before we even realize he's taking care of us. He just wants us to take and eat. He just wants us to live. He just wants us, he wants us to thrive. He's taking care of the pastures of our own lives. The things that we're here to steward. Guess what? You're not doing it. I'm not taking care of you. God is doing it. And I'm just doing what he's asking me to do. And I'm trying to be obedient. And I'm trying to live according to his word. And it all just works from there. We can rest in his presence when we let go of that work. The work in our hearts. I got to do, do, do. No. I got to lean in and rest. And then from there, boy, I just love to serve the Lord and I love to serve his people. I love them because now I've got his heart because I've been able to rest. The church has actually done a great job of leading people into worship. But I feel like they failed people in teaching them how to praise. Teaching us how to come in and praise. And I really believe it's been a trick of Satan to keep us from pressing beyond our problems, from learning how to choose to put on the garment of praise and beyond my situation to press in. The Lord, you are good. I am a victor. You are my provider. You are my protector. And truly get to this place where we believe these things internally because now we're letting kingdom come. Now we're allowing the kingdom to flow through us here on earth. That's exactly what Jesus was telling us to pray. But now we praise it as well. And then things begin to change all around us. It changes breakthrough, leads into breakthrough, praise and joy. We praise God for what He has done. We praise Him for what He has done. But we, we worship God for who He is. Nothing is impossible for you. I don't know how I'm going to get through all these problems. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. Come in with there, all that junk. But all of a sudden, through that first song, man, nothing's impossible for God. I feel great now. I don't know where all those chains and that bondage went, but it ain't with me anymore. Right, because you praised through the problem, the issue, the closet of all the junk, and now you've got the garment of praise on because you chose to engage with what everybody else was doing around with you because praise is about us getting together and then calling unto the kingdom of God, and calling unto the heavens. Praise about earth, just declaring things about God unto Him to get His response to say, hey, see, to be pleasing to Him to where He says, hey, I like what's going on over there. 
I want to bring more attention and more of my presence in this place. Why? Because we're making ourselves more aware of his presence in this place. And boy, stuff just starts to happen. Things start to change. Perspectives start to change. And now that powerful word, boy, it just starts saturating in. We got some lives being changed. You're getting fed. Then it start, it's, when we start to worship, our hearts start to get in. I don't, I don't have any words, God. You're just so good. I, I, just, I just want to be here all day. Yeah. I just want to be in your presence. All that stuff, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I realize I, I, I can't do anything. What I want to do is I want to be with you. Yeah. I want to be with you. Worship is a response. Praise is a choice. Worship is a response. I'm responding what's going on when I get into the Holy of Holies. But the only way I can get there is if I start to praise. I gotta put on that garment. I gotta press into that place. I really need you to get this because a lot of you are coming in worship and you leave you feeling a little bit dry or you feel half half there or you haven't got your, your clay wet just yet and, and you're wondering what's going on? What's what's wrong with me? What's wrong with this place? What's wrong with God? What's wrong with Jesus? You didn't put on that garment of praise that he gave you. You didn't push in. You didn't press in. You didn't praise into the play, into the, into the courts. You're just standing out there. I'm trying to worship you. Gates are closed. You can start thinking. You can start Hey, God, I'm worshiping you. You got to thank me. You can start praising me a little bit. You got to press in. You gotta, you gotta, I'm calling you into the holiest of holies, but I've given you a route to get there. It's on you. What are you wearing out there? That don't look like the garment of praise I gave you. <laughs> That's exactly how it goes down right there. Praise focuses on God, not me. Yeah. You can meditate on negative things all you want. I, or you can meditate, you can choose to put on the garment of praise. And it's a choice. There's a willingness or an unwillingness to get there. Psalms 50, 23 says, Those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me. Because it's about God. It's about it's all about God. Praise reminds me of the eternal. Not the temple. Praise reminds me of each other. Let me pray. All I'm thinking about is kingdom. All I'm thinking about is the word of God. All I'm thinking about how great he is. He says to remember his testimonies. Remember the statutes. Remember the things that he's done in the past. And what he's done in the past, he wants to do in your life. And we've got to get our perspective to the place where he can actually do that in our life. Praise. 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 Praise aligns me with, with all my, my thoughts, with God's thoughts. You know, like you come in and Man, you're thinking, well, I can't, I can't say I'm a victor. I can't say he, he, he's my provider. My, my marriage is a wreck. My finances are in shambles. You don't praise to your circumstances. You praise beyond your circumstances to the one who can change your circumstances. Because until you start to press into the one who can change your circumstances, your circumstances are going to remain your circumstances. What you're saying is, I'm going to hold on to them. Because I can't praise him for who he is and what he wants to do in my life right here. I'm stuck. It's a choice. Choose joy. Come on. Come on. And, I, and I, you know, I, I, love, I love those those hymnals, you know, the great songs. I grew up to them. I, I love that, you know. Open it. Turn to page 165. Verses 1, 2, and 4. Three. I don't know what happened to three. You know, it's like, when we all get to heaven, one day of rejoicing that will be. Come on. When we all sing Jesus, we'll sing and shout victory. 
talking to fear. And I'm like, I got to live through hell to get to heaven. So, but now we're really like, wait a minute. Scripture also says, I'm a victor now. Yeah. So I can praise him now. It's not about the, the temporal. It's about the eternal. I got to focus on the temporal until I get to heaven. Now I can be a victor. No, I'm a victor because I'm already promised heaven. So I live from that place. And they're great. These are seasons that the church was going through, and we need those whole, those hymnals. I love when our worship team can mix them in and bring them in. But there's also a pattern. There's a place because worship leaders are prophetic, and they're singing what God is saying, and they're leading God's people into the direction of where God is going. Yes. They're, they're, whenever the soldiers, whenever the, uh, the, the Israelites would go out to war, they wouldn't leave with warriors. They would lead with banners and yes. worship leaders. Yes. Now, worship leaders lead us in the war. Yes. And we're not praising God. And we're not praising God. We're not helping the worship leaders out. Yeah. Hey, you're out there on your own. Good luck. I'm having a turkey there. <laughs> the worship leaders are getting slaughtered out there. If you ain't backing them up, praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians 4 8 9, Paul says this. He goes, Hey, we're hard pressed. I'm hard pressed over there. Over there, over there. Am I in a French press or what? I'm hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. I'm perplexed, but not in despair. I'm, I'm persecuted, but not abandoned. I'm struck down, but I'm not destroyed. Paul, how did you get there? What's going on? What do you, what do you mean? For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Rejoice. You're going through a trial. Hallelujah. Thank God for the emotions you're able to feel through that trial so that you will raise up above those emotions. You'll learn how to understand those emotions and the things that you're feeling so that when those emotions come through your life again, they won't control you. And right now, your emotions are controlling most of you because you haven't learned how to thank God and work through the emotions that He's giving you so you can handle your situations. And He wants you to rise above those That's emotions. Right. He wants right. you to give you new perspective. Yes. But i got to praise God through the emotions, rising yes. of my emotions yes. so I can get through them. What happens is God gives you greater wisdom. He gives, yes. you, he gives you increase. Yes. He gives give you favor because those things don't control you. They're great right. servants, but they're terrible masters. Right. And emotions have been mastering over God's yes. people through a spirit yes. of heaviness yes. far too long. And it's coming to suicide. It's yes. coming to depression. Yes. And it's yes. coming to anxiety medications. It's through the roof right now. Yeah. I've been on it all. Please don't think that, that Satan has never tried to trick me to commit suicide. I just chose not to do it. I'm going to raise up. I'm going to raise up a hallelujah in the midst of that. I'm going to praise God in the midst of it. So we fix our eyes, my songs, my declarations, not on what is seen, not my circumstances, but on what is unseen. Yes. The word, when my mother got sick and I found out in February it was just really tough, but I was working out upstairs and the Lord gave me a word that he was going to heal her. Guess what? I still had to take her to the hospital. She still could barely walk. But I didn't see that individual. I saw the one that God was showing me. Yeah. I had to see him. You can't make yes. your decisions based on what's going on in the natural yes. world because that's the right. natural world will then control your whole that's life. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But when you see from heaven, you praise God in the situation. I know here's what it looks like, but God, that's not what you say. That's not what you're doing. That's not what your word says. And when you see from that place, now you get a new perspective and you can actually live life, put, put decisions, make wisdom, make all your choices.
choices. It doesn't control your whole circumstances and everything that's involved in your life. You're making solid decisions based on what God says, what His Word says, and what He's doing in heavenly places. Yeah. But I got to praise. Yeah. I got to take out that garment of praise and I got to put it on. And I'm cheating myself by leaving it in the closet. And drinking coffee during that first song. Just <laughs> <laughs> what is temporary is. Seeing is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Praise is optimistic. God is strong. It's going to work out. He never let me down. I'm going to praise my God because He is great yes. in my situation. Yes. He is great. Yes. Praise is outward, not inward. You got this, this song, you got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. A lot of people are like, where? <laughs> where did you go? It's down in my heart. Really? Where? Worship is inward out. But praise, i got to put it on. It's outward. Yes. And I'm declaring it with my brothers and sisters. Hey, God is good. Yeah. Nothing is impossible. I'm looking at God. I'm looking at you. Say, hey, let's get together on this thing. Yeah. Nothing is impossible with our God. That's what praise is about. And if you can get here, I love Facebook Live. But if you can get here, you need to be here because you get something from your brothers and sisters. Yeah. Don't sit on the couch one and say, you know what, I'm not going to go. I just don't. I just don't get anything. Praise. Praise. You get what you put in. Praise. Praise. Beyond your situation. You make that in your situation. Praise. Praise. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips that openly profess His name. The fruit of our lips who openly profess His That's where you find the joy. Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. But it's a sacrifice. It's continually offering God a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice because it's unnatural. It is natural to worship. God's people have always worshipped something. Usually it's something they can have in their hands. They always, you might worship Facebook. Maybe you worship social media, your vehicle, your finances, maybe your spouse. You're, you're naturally going to begin to worship something and it's what you have on your mind, your job, have on your mind the most. But praise, praise is unnatural. You've got you to gotta choose to do it. You've got to choose to put it on. You've got to choose to go after it. It's different. It's a sacrificial choice. It's a sacrificial choice. Even in Jesus' day, praise and worship was an issue. Look at this. So on Palm Sunday, the week... The week before the resurrection weekend, when Jesus went to the cross, it makes us be able to be here and why we're here. On that Palm Sunday, here comes this triumphant entrance, and Jesus is coming, and they're screaming out, Hosanna in the highest. And, and there's just something that, if you don't watch it, you're going to miss it. And I think it's still happening. Luke 19.37 says, when he came near the place where the, peak, where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began Joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Then the religious spoke up. And that's what they call the Pharisees of the day. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said, Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Another version says, teacher, Jesus. 
Control your people. And that's exactly the same thing that's going on today. You're, you're wanting to press in. You're wanting to worship. You're wanting to praise God. You're wanting to come in here and Hallelujah, do some jumping, maybe do a little spin or something like that. But the spirit of religion says, don't you do it. Spirit of religion says, don't you raise that hand. Spirit of religion says, don't you tap that foot. Spirit of religion is shutting you down. You're wanting to, like, I really want to do this thing. Nope, you better not. People are watching. I'm watching. Who are you? I don't know, but I'm going to listen to you. It shuts you down. Therefore, you can't praise. Therefore, you're not getting the healing, the breakthrough, the freedom, the joy, because it's a promise. You put on the garment and you choose to do it, but the spirit of religion just shuts you down right there. Heaviness. Let me put that back up and put some heaviness on. <clears throat> Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. <laughs> So glad that you drink coffee in this place. I know it says don't bring coffee or drinks in this food or whatever in the sanctuary, but I'm gonna do it. Everybody else is worshiping anyway, they're not watching me. And so the spirit of Then praise! Then praise! Because I tell you, he replied, if they kept quiet, if they kept quiet, these stones will cry out, will cry out. I'm telling you right now parable of the talents, if you're not willing to use the talents, if you're not willing to praise God, if you're not willing, he will raise up somebody who is willing that will yes. praise him and the purpose that he has created for you. He's going to raise somebody else up for that purpose because you wouldn't do it. Think about the talents. The one who would not invest and use and multiply the talents, what God do? Take it away and give it to somebody who will. And so you're sitting around struggling, wondering, suffering, and you're complacent. Why? Because you won't praise. You're wondering, why God, not me? Why does why not me? Why not? Where's the favor? Favor is matched with using your abilities. And God has given you the abilities. It's just trying time to use those abilities for his kingdom, his purposes. And praise on the way there. It's in your hands. The favor of God is on you. Do something. Choose joy. Yes. We'll give you some words, some Hebrew words, and believe it or not, all this in the Bible didn't take place in England, nor did it take place in America. Therefore, it wasn't <laughs> written in English. So it was actually written in Hebrew in the Old yeah. Testament, and then New Testament was Greek, and then and then also some Aramaic. Jesus actually spoke Aramaic. Nevertheless, Hebrew, I'm giving you seven Hebrew words. And we get one word out. Praise. Yeah. Praise. Yes. I want to give you the pattern for what God says to do with the garment of praise that he has already given you in, in Christ Jesus. Okay? The first one, you know it. Hallel. You don't know it like that. You know it as hallelujah. 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 It means to rave, to boast, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. Look at those people up there praising and worshiping. Yeah. They look like fools. Look at Pastor. Look at Allie up there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> who, who is she waving at? <laughs> She's in the front of the room. <laughs> it's like Sunday afternoon at the AT&T Stadium, you know, it's like, hey, people are hallelujah up in that place. Yeah. They're glad about what the Cowboys are doing. They're all over it. 
I love, I love football, but I gotta tell you, God is far greater than football. Far greater than football. Psalms 35, 18 says this, I will thank you in front of the great assembly, the great assembly. I will hallel you before all the people. Hallel you. I'm going to raise up. I'm going to raise a hallelujah. I'm going to raise up my hallelujah. Yes. Yes. And I'm doing that with you because I'm trying to raise us up together. That's what praise does. Come on, brother. Walk around with me. We're going to praise God. We're entering into his courts. Hallelujah. We're here. He he led us in his courts. Absolutely, he did. Yada is the second one. Not Yoda. Yoda's a little green dude, 20 years. Got a lot of wisdom, though. Got a lot of wisdom. <laughs> but it means to acknowledge in public. I'm going to acknowledge my God in public. Yes, hallelujah. One of you die. Yes. One of you die. Yes. I got it. You say that I got, I got, I got, I got, I got God down in my heart. I'm just going to praise Him there. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to worship Him down in my heart. I'm just going to just kind of chill and watch everybody else. And that, that's where I, that's where I do my praising. Glorifying You, Lord. Oh, glorify You. Hallelujah. Glorify You. Hallelujah. I'm praising You, Lord. God says, I want you to praise me publicly. It's God's way. It's His words. It's His method. His path. He I want you to pray. I want you. Yada. Praise me before the great assembly. Everybody that's around you, I want you to get out. I will know that you're praising me when I see you willing to do it before everybody that's out there around you. Everybody, get out. And it's actually an insult. It's actually an insult to God when we won't praise him. Yad him. Because that's exactly how he's given it to us in his word. It's like this. I, I, I'm leaving home. I'm going to take off my wedding ring. Babe, i going to head out for town. Head out, head out of town for the day and go do some work. I'm going to run my errands. Go to Walmart. Go to Brookshire's. I go to Tyler. And I go out and I do all that. And I get back. And I come, hey, babe, I'm home. Put my ring back on. I acknowledged you all day in my heart, but I didn't want anybody to know about it. I acknowledge you in my heart, Lord. I just don't want anybody to know about it. Nothing is impossible. It's talking good. <laughs> you know, before the great assembly, acknowledge me in public. I will pray. I will you die, you Lord, it says, with all of my heart. Number three, Barak, to bless by kneeling. And this actually has a deeper meaning. It means that, like that person that you know, maybe a family member, that man, every time you come around, they just bless you with something. They've been thinking about you. And they give you something. You never asked for it. You didn't even know you needed it. You didn't even know you wanted it. But they just, uh, they just bless you. And that's what this Barak means, is to bless you. Like you literally, the whole picture of this means to come, up, come down into the presence of the king and you bow down before him. And though you may not feel like you deserve it, may you feel like you're not worthy, may, whatever your thoughts are, you're bowing down before the king. And you know because of his generosity and his goodness, he's going to bless you with something that you didn't even know you need. And to Barak means to come with that kind of expectation. And that's the kind of expectation we should be praising God whenever we begin to start that first worship song or we're coming into the presence of our brothers and sisters and we start to praise. I 
I don't, I don't deserve it, but Lord, I know you're so good that you're going to bless me with something, and I'm expecting you. And when we expect him, he provides the blessings. I don't know why I keep leaving here unchanged. Put on the garment of praise. Psalms 103.1 says, Praise the Lord of my soul, all, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Everything inside me is going to praise his holy name. You came in here in one condition, and you're going to leave out in another condition if you will present yourself to God. But you've got to present yourself. He's not going to break through your unwillingness. You've got to present yourself. He's giving you a path. Fourth, Zamar, making music to God with strings. I wish I could play this thing, but we're going to lean on the light. Hell, Help me out of here. Y'all don't want to hear me play. But making music to God. Zamar, Psalms 92.1. It is good to praise with those guitars the Lord and make music to your name. Oh, my God, oh, my high. Oh, God, oh, my most high. And we're not a part of a church of the Christ. There's nothing wrong with church of Christ. We just don't have instruments because our, we don't have people that are using their spiritual gifts with music, with worship, to come and help us to put a music, a worship team together that actually plays instruments, okay? So we're waiting on God to move you into a place where you're saying, I'm going to use my spiritual gift for that. Great! Come on, let's do it and serve God. Let's, let's Zamar, let's Yadah, let's Barak, let's give praise unto the Lord with your spiritual gifts that God has destined and created you to give glory back to His name with. Yeah. Hallelujah. Zamar. Yeah. Praise Him with the song, the 150 songs. Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and lyre. Praise Him with the tremble, the timbrel and dancing. In fact, some of you might actually find some freedom and joy if you just put a little bit of air yeah. under your soul and that ground that's underneath you. You might find something a little bit different in your life. In fact, y'all remember the movie Footloose? Yeah. I know you do. I know you do. And a lot of people follow, a lot of pastors, they just follow that, that movie. You're like, oh, you know what? Dancing is terrible. Look at what it's doing to those young people. And so beyond the Bible, many pastors didn't believe they considered sexual and immorality before marriage is sin because they were afraid it might lead to dancing. <laughs> really funny. <right? laughs> I don't know. I went to dance. Whatever you do. <laughs> Sex before marriage is not good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it leads to dancing. <laughs> Praise Him with strings and pipes. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. It's too loud in that church. Too loud. We want to like heaven. Okay? I said worship is like a thousand, a thousand waterfalls all coming down at one time. It's going to reverberate all through your soul, everything that you are, every, every bit of your existence, because it's all about Him. It's not about you. It's just not. It's just not. Shabbat. Number five, to address in a loud tone, to shout. To shout. Man, that pastor's always shabbat me. <laughs> but to not shabbat is like this. You're at that football game. You're in AT&T Stadium. The Cowboys, I mean, there's a really a tight game, and the Cowboys are about to score. And you love the Cowboys, and they do score. And you're like this. Great play. <laughs> to not shabbat it's like, oh, my spouse, I love her so much. She's been gone for so long, and I'm, I'm rushing to the, the airport to see her. And here she is. Babe, I love you so much. 
Nice to see you. <laughs> to not Chewbacca to not is to walk into the church in a praise song and say, Nothing is impossible. To not Chewbacca. Come on. Why, why, why is it okay everywhere else for us to wow. celebrate Shabbat, but we can't Great do it in church before the Lord? Yes. Why? What have we been taught? What have we been told? Yes. Who is telling us? Psalms 63 3 says, Because your love is, is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will Shabbat you as long as I live. And in your name, here we go. Oh, there's that hand raising stuff. Mm. <laughs> In your name, I will raise my hands. Yes. Yes. I will raise my hands, which leads us to Taubah. Number six, to lift hands in adoration. Oh, y'all yes. that hand raising church. Y'all got, got people waving at people up there. <laughs> In my church, if somebody raised a hand, we ask if they got a question. <laughs> Oh, we, see the, we see the deacon over there to help him put it down. <laughs> That's for the home and school, sir. <laughs> he who offers and praise glorifies me. In fact, if that's the only reason we do it, is to do it because he loves it. Yes. Because it's not about us anymore. That's it right. glorifies him. That's his word. It's his word. He says, and to him that orders his conversation aright, I will, will I show the salvation of God. I can choose to just toss this Bible over out into the street and say, you know what? I think I'll just live my way. I think I'll do it my way. I can choose to throw all these words, all these truths of what God says, of how I should praise Him, how I should bring glory to Him. I can do all these things where I can say, I think I'll just do it my way, God. Your world will fall upon you because you are the Lord of your life. You'll wonder why never think, never, nothing ever happens for you or the things that you've been praying for never really come to fruition. Why the purpose on your life is never found and, and it's just never discovered. Because He's given you a pattern. He's given us a method. He's given us a direction. But you chose not to use it. You chose to go your own way. Seven is this. Tequila. Tequila. Not tequila. <laughs> I found my worst. <laughs> you know, listen, I went to Austin, the church I grew up in, you know, they, they would allow, when I was there, they would allow this. <laughs> I'm moving my foot, I'm tapping my foot. Y'all do that. Y'all do that where you're at. Nobody can see it. Tony, Tony, look here. There you go. There you go. Then occasionally you can do this. Hold it. That can be really close though, actually. Premature, baby. Premature. Premature. All three. Go down. That's too long. Over the charismatic. I changed churches. I moved to Austin. I, and it was just a different crew, different, different crew, different, different everything. And I love both. I really, I really love both. But then there, they were, everybody was like, man, they're really worshiping, man. They're worshiping, they worship like this. And, and I remember sweating. Oh, man, I got to, I want to do that. 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 I was sweating, and all of a sudden, boom. Okay, I did it. Everybody was really hot. Like, that, that 
spirit of religion and just getting aroused, just getting upset. What did you just do? Why didn't you do it? Jesus get a hold of your disciple. <laughs> just messing with you. Like, you. You go back that next week, you're thinking about it the whole time. Like, I'm going to worship. I'm going to put both hands up next week. I give you not. You know you're thinking it too. And you go in and like, finally, boom, boom, boom. Nobody's watching. Like, it takes me a song and a half to get there. And in my first church, don't you move those hips. Move your foot. Not your hips. Move your hands. Don't move those hips. But in this other one, oh, they're moving hips. They're moving. They're tapping both feet now. They're doing all kinds of things. And so there, there I go. Sweating. It's not hot in there, but it's sweating. Boom, boom, boom. I don't even know what the song is. I'm just trying to keep my hands up. Oh, Lord, I'm going to keep my hands up. I feel like Moses before the ascendancy. <laughs> Spirit of religion just falling off of me. It's falling off. It's got me sweating. Pains are falling off. I'm, I'm, I'm. People are wondering if I'm okay because my clothes are now wet. Finally, touchdown. I did it. I did it. Finally, I broke through that sweat. Man, I can't even dance now. The Lord at all times, and His tequila will always be on my lips. <laughs> it must have been what was going on with David when he brought in the Ark of the Covenant, and all he had was his garments of praise, garments on the right? That old song, yeah, tequila makes it clever. <laughs> there he was, there he was, before the Lord and his wife couldn't stand it. And the religious couldn't stand it. But the heel made his clothes fall off and he was going to win. I'm worshiping the Lord and the religious, the religious, even his, even his own wife said, what were you doing? I don't want to get into dating and marriage, but they never had a child. I didn't get much out of that though. Maybe you're thinking, you know what, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a church where you do this. And so, it just, I just didn't know, if, if, I don't know that's, that's okay, really. And my, my pastor always taught this, and everybody around me did this. And I'm trying to bring you to the Word of God. And, and I just want you to know, Saul wasn't raised in a church like that either. He was actually raised under Gamaliel, which was the religious, ultra-religious, the Pharisee of Pharisees. And his church was a little bit different, but what Saul did, he saw he saw an encounter. Now his encounter was seeking to kill Jesus. Scripture, look it up. But Jesus shows up on the scene in a bright light and says, Jesus, there's Saul, Saul, why are you trying to kill me? Jesus, when did I try to kill you? When you try to kill my people, I want you to catch this. When you try to kill my people, you try to kill me. So Jesus shows up on the scene when the religious, the ultra-religious, was trying to kill Jesus. Jesus shows up, and what does Jesus do? Jesus kills the spirit of religion that was on his life and gave him a relationship. And there's a spirit of religion that's heavy, and it's attacking you. 
keeping you from praising God in these seven forms and fashion. And the heaviness is the garment that you've been wearing. He's given you a spirit, a garment of praise. <coughs> He's given you a garment of praise to choose to take out of the closet, to put it on. And maybe some of you, maybe you're there and you're thinking, well, I don't know how this is ever going to happen. Maybe you need to pursue an encounter with Jesus so that he can confront the religious spirit that's on your life. Because you're not really religious. You love to dance. You love to shout. You love to sing. Because you do it for the cowboys. Yeah. Or you do it for your wife. Or you do it for somebody. You're shouting over something. Or the, the business deal that you got. You're doing it for something. So you love to do it. But the spirit of religion somewhere along your life convinced you. Don't you dare do it before the Lord. And that looks nothing like God's word. That's right. And here he is trying to reveal it to you. You have a choice. You can choose joy. Or you can continue to stay in that comfort of that spirit of heaviness. Plateau. Lack of purpose. Depression. Suicide. I'm just going to take another one of these pills. Been there. Tried all kinds. Abused them. Didn't work. Didn't work. 